And it is impossible to please God no. without faith. You probably know that part. But the same verse, it's not even the next verse. The same verse says, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's all the same verse. It's impossible to please God without faith and he will reward you if you sincerely seek him. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we know that it takes faith to have a relationship with God, but we don't know that God wants to bless us if we have a relationship with him. And we don't have a relationship with God so that he can bless us. It's just a byproduct of who he is. And I just want to make sure that whoever is really believing God for something right now, that you know that God sees you, that he loves you, and that he wants to bless you. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim. And look who's here my beautiful wife, Pauline, we, and I mean we, like me and you, are so excited that she's back. Because some of y'all like, look, Tim is cool, the but coolest. I really come for Pauline. No. Every week, like, I want to hear what she got to say. So everybody want to know. Everybody, not everybody. How you been, girl? <laughs> Has he been doing a great job, y'all, oh, holding girl. down the fort for three months it's not easy to podcast by yourself people don't know but i'm happy to be back missed you guys it's been a, quite a time we're gonna get into that this is like update series what's been going on what's god been doing but no seriously i'm tired but god is so faithful and i'm so grateful to be back but just very grateful for all that he's been doing while i've been away but we'll catch y'all up it's good it's set you'll laugh you'll cry gonna make you pray more all that good stuff but god has been good yeah so we are starting a new series called our god did series Ooh. and i'm excited about it because we're really just going to be talking about all that god did and is doing in our life and it's not just our life and it's not just oh look how nice our life is because there's challenges too but really we're hoping that what god has done through us It'll stir your faith, yeah. whether it's your love life, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your finances, whatever it may be, yeah. that through this series, your faith will get stirred that, God, you are no respecter of persons. If you yeah. can do it for them, yeah. I know you can do it for me. And just really excited to get people back in the mindset of like, yes, the world, and there's practical things to do, but at the end of the day, God says, if you delight in me, yeah. he'll give me the desires of my heart. So yeah. I... I got to slow down because I'm getting excited. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're talking about what we're sitting in right now. Cheers. <laughs> so, <laughs> God blessed us with a house. Yeah, praise God. A brand, well, it's brand new to us. A yeah. brand new house. <laughs> it kind of is brand new in its own way. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So, it's just crazy because we're going to walk you through the whole story because there was times where we thought like, we thought we may never get this moment and some yeah. of y'all have been there before right like well, whether, yeah whether you're single or whatever it may be you're like i feel like i'm never gonna get out of this season and we know what that feels like and we kind of it wasn't a season it, it was <laughs> several years because we yeah we yeah well, let's start from okay. the beginning okay I'm, I'm gonna set you up and then you can just set me up you can just go so we got married in 2018 mm -hmm. can you tell the people how long we were waiting to get into a house 
uh, until September 30th of 2023. Right. So for five years. Yeah, over five years. But you just got married and moved into an apartment. Didn't you love it? And it's like, yeah, we did love it, but... Uh, I mean, we appreciated it. Yeah, we we appreciated it. We were grateful. And God did a lot there. I mean, most of our marriage, we lived there. Um, Had our son, brought our son home there. Um, Endured a pandemic there. I know a lot of great things happened in that apartment. That apartment was such a blessing, too, because when we got married, we didn't think we could afford it, even at that time. I don't think we could have, when, like, when we actually were looking at the apartment. Yeah, when we got engaged, and we were like, looking for places. Yeah, but then, that was an act of faith, honestly, in and of yeah. itself. And I think we're going we're gonna to save that story for, we're going to do a story time. Y'all know me about like, our apartment? Yeah, about how we got it. Like, okay. We're, we're going to do a whole story time on that. Y'all know we like to do story time series. Uh, but we'll save that for later this year. But I feel like it loops in so well to how we got this house. Because you can touch it, but just don't go into touch detail. Touch it. I mean, all that this, it's what we've seen God do in our finances as a married couple is a lot of times, you know, we're praying. We, we're praying just like I'm sure a lot of you all are praying. And we're honestly still praying these things. So we have a lot of <laughs> financial prayers that we're still, you know, lifting up to the Lord. But... A lot of times we ask God to help us or bless us with our finances. Lord, help me get out of debt. Lord, help me to get that $100,000, um, you know, per year salary or um, help me pay these bills or whatever it is that you're, you are needing help. I think all of us are in a place of financial need. And I'm really starting to think that God does that for a reason is because it's an area of you know, faith. And if we didn't need any help with our finances, a lot of times, a lot of us wouldn't even pray to God. Yeah. And we mentioned that we moved into our apartment in 2018. So pretty much for four or five years, we were believing. It was five years. Every year. Yeah. Because I'm like, can you really say you were believing for a house the first, like the first month or two, three, four, that we okay, were in fair, apartment, we fair, fair, really fair. like, oh, I want a house. But when it was six months into the lease, we, we, we were like, like I, want- I wanted to move every single year. Yeah. Every year we were looking for a bigger, because guys, our apartment was. 841 square feet. Come on. So. It wasn't one of those luxe apartments. No, no, no. It wasn't. We didn't have high ceilings. No, it wasn't. We didn't have wood flooring. We had carpets. Right. Now, listen. <laughs> We wasn't living in the projects like we like God is was kind to us and it was a it was a, a good place to live. It was in a nice area of the state that we live in. But the yeah. actual the actual like apartment itself, like Pauline said, it wasn't. And that's the problem with Instagram low key is because I mean, we never posted our. No, that's not the, what oh. I'm saying. I'm saying like oh. on Instagram, all you see is oh, yeah, like the, the high end, the nice. Stuff, yeah. And that can sometimes make you ungrateful yeah, for, for what God has done. Not remembering that it was only God that we got into this apartment in the first place. Right. Because before we got married, we couldn't afford to live in it. I was making right. 32K. She was making maybe 38 when we got engaged. Yeah. Now, you know, take that in context. Because some people, that's what you make right now. There's no shade. But y'all know, that just ain't the most money. Especially... And this type of I remember when, when we got engaged, just as a side note, one of my godparents um, that lives in Maryland, the state that we live in, they were like, congratulations, whatever, they're an older couple, a little bit older than my dad. And um, they had said, because everyone in my family kind of felt like I was too young to be getting married. And How were you? Well, when we were, got engaged, I was 24, yes. Um, which some of, like, everything in context, whatever, but that's how my family felt. My parents were, what, 34 and, like, 30, 
32, 33 when they got engaged. Um, That's a big difference. Yeah, so they were a lot older than I was. Um, but anyway, so my godparents, because given that context, they kind of thought that I was a little bit young. And then Tim's even a year younger than me, so they're kind of thinking, like, all right, like, what type of situation are you guys going to have? Nobody, your family just doesn't want you to struggle. They don't want you. It's the right heart. It is. They want you everything to be easy for you. And now with us being parents, I understand that very much, so I have to kind of, like, you know, remind myself of that. But anyway, so my my godparents were like, hey, you know, congratulations. Um, they're super generous, would send us gifts and all those different things, take us out to dinner. And they were like, you know, hopefully you guys are together making around 70000 And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Not even close, hopefully. boy. Well, I mean, we were close, but like, oh, still, oh. it's like, you know, they give you kind of this, this is what it means to be healthy and your finances to be a married couple you should be making this yeah now here's the cool thing because y'all probably listening like y'all dumb why y'all moving to an apartment you can't afford and some of it was a, a faith move like we did have a piece about doing it and it's so cool because literally the week before we got married pauline started a new job yeah that bumped her pay up to 50 so that's like a 12k increase that Which we got a lot, yeah. my salary went up <laughs> Four thousand. You got promoted. Not, yeah. not even, you know, it wasn't. I it still helped. wasn't even at forty, but it you know, we, we was getting closer. Yeah. Praise God, He's brought me a long way. See, a that's long, why long I, I, I ain't got no reasons to ever complain in my life. Anyway, back to this episode. So, it's just crazy because every year we were believing to move. We're on our prayer cards for our church prayers that we do every year we're writing down to move and sometimes it wasn't even to move into a house it was just to move into a bigger Bigger space like you said 841 square feet not the biggest place and you can easily start to feel cramped especially as we started adding members to our family yeah so and like just to give more context as to okay why did you guys need want to move you know that's a perfectly you know that's enough space for a couple yes we wanted to have kids you know fairly not quickly but in the future near future um, and also, our heart is to entertain. We love being hospitable. We love having people over. Y'all, we didn't even have space for a dining room table in our apartment. Lord, five years into marriage, no dining room We're table. We're eating dinner on the couch, on the floor. Like, this is what... Extended college. Yeah, this is like, that was our life. And, you know, I'm, I have a twin brother. Technically, I'm the oldest, but, you know, some people... Will or will not give me my credit for that. Tim is the oldest of four. Yeah, no, real we, old. We're oldest of three. I'm four. But yeah. The, whatever. The oldest of four. There's a group of four of you. You're the oldest of them. Um, you know, both of our families, like my family, you know, at the time was out of town. So when they would come and visit, like my parents couldn't even stay with us. It was just, it felt very much like, Lord, this is kind of in the way of what you, we felt like you wanted us to be as a family. We wanted to be able to have um, family over for Christmas and Thanksgiving and things like that. Like, God has been so faithful, like, this past holiday season. Um, having friends over for our birthdays, like, that's who we wanted to be. That's who we were. But we felt like we couldn't do it because of the type of place that we lived in. Yeah. Now, I want to fast forward a little bit because you talked about we moved into that apartment in 2018. 2021, we're still at the apartment, but now we're starting to get to the place where we're making some more money. Um, at that point, making the most money that we ever made in our life. We both got new jobs at the beginning of 2021. 
And I'm telling y'all, moving on up. Yeah, we Like, did. we thought this is our year. But, yeah. like, January, we're both in new jobs, making more money than we ever have made individually, which obviously means together, together we're yeah. making more money than we ever had. And it's just crazy because we really were like, all right, this is the year we're going to pay off a bunch of debt. This is the year we're going to be able to afford a house. Because we went through, I think at this point, we had already gone through NACA, yeah. right? So NACA is a home program that allows you to be able to afford homes essentially for first time home buyers yeah and for us we didn't we decided not to go through it because it was the money the money they were going to give us wasn't enough. wasn't enough for the type of home that they were we would like qualify us enough for a house right. in this area that we wanted to live right in. for the amount of money that we wanted so we had to that didn't work out we had to wait a little longer and it's so interesting because it's crazy since we tell us we tell the whole story like we were trying to do a lot of this it's weird. There's a balance, y'all, between doing things in your own strength and then uh, having works with your faith. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a fine line because I don't know where we were when we were when we were doing the NACA stuff. Like, was that us in our own strength? Like, we literally Pauline had just given birth the day before, and we're sitting in the, the hospital, hospital yeah. on a call with NACA trying to qualify and get our papers. And it's just like God, and we were still two years away from getting our house. Like, was that really us? walking in faith or was that us trying to force i don't know i think it's interesting because the bible says you know that god's word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path and a lot of times what i have learned to interpret that as is taking a step and then checking with god like god is this still what you want me to do do you want me to move forward do you want me to stop do you want me to step back where a lot of times we want god to say hey for the next six months do this and like it's we don't always check in with him it's more of like okay i got a word or i got a yes you know like six months ago or a year ago and i'm just kind of making my own decisions from there and i really feel like that's the process that god took us through was like we were we were taking steps and sometimes they would work and sometimes they would open doors and sometimes they would close doors and it doesn't mean that god i mean god was definitely with us every single step of the way but I kind of that kind of changed my mind to how I thought about working with God, walking with God, following him. Like just because you knock on a door and the door doesn't open doesn't mean that God wasn't with you. So I guess I feel like with us, with NACA, and even with like a starting to work with the real estate agent that we love, um, in the end that helped us to get this home, you know, we started working with her that same year. We reached out to her and we're like in 2022 and it's like, hey, you know, we want to look for a home, blah, blah, blah. But I think that, you know, it doesn't really mean that we were doing it in our own strength just because we were knocking on doors and they weren't opening. Yeah, I feel you. I'm still not sure. But to your point about what you just said. Will we ever be sure? To your point about what you just said, in general, like when you're thinking about your own life, I think that is a really good principle of like uh, allowing God to order your steps. So taking a step and then God. The problem is a lot of us take steps and then we keep going because we've already determined that this is God's will right now. So I got to go. I got to, the door didn't open. That's the devil. I got to kick it down. I got to go. And sometimes, like Pauline said, the door is actually God saying, this is not it. This isn't the way I want you to go. Right. Because one thing that I've learned so much over this past couple of months, like God cares so much more about our character and our heart 
and us as people than he does about our actual situation. So a lot of times God sees like, okay, you want a house? Like, all right, cool. I can get with that. I want you to have a house as well. But even more than I want you to have a house, I want you to grow your patience. I want you to grow your compassion. I want you to grow your heart for hospitality. You know, and it's, it's so God will give us those opportunities while we're in pursuit of this kind of situation or this blessing that we want. And the whole time God's like, yeah, I use your desire for that to build your character. Yeah. So back to 2021, we're making more money than we ever had in January. Well, it was, it was 2022. Are you sure? Yes. January 2021, Joshua wasn't born yet. Okay. My bad. <laughs> January 2022, we thought that was going to be our year. Yeah. Like we started the year in January, making more money than we ever had together. And by March, we had already lost half that income. That's a whole separate well, story. yeah. Not half. Okay, not half. But we lost uh, 80% of the income because Pauline... <laughs> That's 80% even more than Whatever. <laughs> like 40, 35 Math was not my subject. Clearly. Anyway, so we were making... Pauline lost her job in March. So now that the income that we were like, oh, this is the income we're going to use to be able to buy a house, save. Now we're in survival mode right. almost because we're like... We not got, almost. Right. We got one income. How are we going to make this work? Fast forward a few months after that, in June, I ended up getting laid off and lost my job. Right. So now we went from January 2022 thinking that this is going to be our year. We ball and we make more money than we ever have. We have all of these plans for this year that we're going to make happen. And then out of nowhere, we lose both jobs. And now for the first time in our marriage, we have no income. And how was that for you? Steady income, no reliable income. It was really scary. Um, I have grown up, you know, God bless my parents. They were very smart people and um, made really wise decisions and chose great career paths. I never grew up. All I, I, I never grew up knowing job loss. I only, I grew up in a very stable home financially. I mean, in general, but especially financially, my parents never had always worked. They always had steady income. We always had food on the table. I was never, um, you know, concerned about money growing up. Even when my parents told me no when I wanted things, and I'm not just talking about like toys or like whatever, but when I wanted to like invest into my future and my education, things like that. And, um, what did you want to do to invest in your education? There's certain programs. Oh, you're to sound all smart. What yeah, there are certain like camps and programs that I got invited to. Um, academic ones that were like two, three thousand dollars. My mom and dad were like, "No, you're not going." And I'm like, "What do you mean we're rich? Like, why can't we're we go?" Rich. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll talk about you know that in another part of the series. Um, just but yeah, so I I I was pretty scared um i was pretty scared i know that people go through job loss all the time especially you know with the type of how the economy's been over the past several years with covid and everything like that um but yeah i was very scared like but i had we have a child you know to feed and um yeah it was just it was really scary for me it wasn't something that i had experienced before but I felt extremely out of control, so much to the point that I had to surrender to God because I had I didn't know what to do. I, there was nothing I really could do, um, and I'm really proud of how you responded to it. And my respect for you grew, yeah, tremendously. And again, this whole series, we're really trying to give glory to God, yeah. honor God, because it's crazy how before we, I got laid off, the amount of money that we had coming in that month 
was less than the amount of money we had in the month I got laid off. So the month after I got laid off, we had more money come in mm. than we would have had if I never got laid off. And then that's, some of that's because of severance. Some of that is because we have very generous friends who uh, blessed us with money because they knew our situation. Um, and it's just cool to see God using that because I was laid off for about six weeks. So that was six weeks of, of no significant income because eventually I was able to get, uh, what was it, unemployment? Yeah. That was, boy, that was that was not easy to get. I don't, even, I don't know if that's like everybody's situation, but that joint was rough. Uh, just trying to get unemployment. And that six-week period, we are just trusting God. Like, our car ended up breaking down. Yeah. So we went from two guards to zero in six. Like, it was just... Like, we were like... Was, what else could happen? We felt like Job, almost. Now, I that's mean, disrespectful I, to Job, because he had a lot going on. Well, yeah, and then our, we had a bit of an accident with our son, and I was like... That oh, was during that time? Yeah, and I was like, we don't have health insurance right now. Like, what the heck? But it ended up being okay. Praise God. Yeah. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, the crazy thing is we lost both our cars. We ended up having a friend reach out to somebody that they know yeah. who had an extra car for the six weeks that yeah, blessed us and let us drive that car. Because we're still, like, got to live. Like, we got to get groceries. Right. We got to go to church. There's a lot of things to do. And you don't have a car that uh, we had an event that we were throwing that we needed a car to get to that was already planned. So it was just a lot happening. And in the middle of that, you're often wondering, God, why is this happening to me? Some of you may be in that situation right now. You may be in a situation where you feel like life is just throwing punches and you're wondering where God is. Yeah. Not realizing that he's still there with you the whole time. Like he hasn't left you. He sees you and he has a plan to work this out because on the other side of whatever you're going through right now, you're going to need this experience yeah. to help you do whatever God has called you to do in the future. Right. So I think it's so much just about our character. Like so many times when you're going through a hard season, a hard couple of weeks, you're like you said, asking yourself like, okay, God, where are you? Like, why would you let this happen to me? And people always like to ask that kind of philosophical or what is the theological question of like, if God is so good, why are there people who are dying or people who are impoverished, you know, all over the world? Why would he let natural disaster ha disasters happen and things like that? And of course, you know, the answer to that is kind of there. We live in a sinful world, a fallen world. And that's true in our situation as well. Why do people get laid off? Why do people get sick? Why do, why do cars break down when you have no income? You know, it's like, you know, a lot of times it is, you know, it's because we live in a fallen world. But also, I really believe that God allowed those things to happen to us so that we could look back and say, like, look what, you know, we were, you know, in the in the pit, in the muck and the mire, just like the Bible says, and, like, God pulled us out. So many times I really believed, because of the way I grew up, was like, okay, God is in my life because these bad things don't happen to me. And that's just not true. It's not true at all. I mean, if Jesus can be tempted and he can die the most gruesome death in all of history and he is God, you know, he was God walking in the flesh, bad things can happen to him, like how much more so all of us. But also I just really believe that, you know, when bad things don't happen to you, you kind of get this arrogance and you kind of get this like, um, 
well, I'm special and I'm, I'm, I'm better than everybody else. And of course you're special and of course you're favored, but so isn't every the person who's homeless on the side of the street. So isn't the person who is living in poverty. So isn't the person who is dying from cancer. God loves all of us. But I think if you don't go through these hard things, you get this very out of touch perspective. You're not grounded and God doesn't want that, you know, of his children. He wants us to be able to be compassionate to one another. So when people go through hard things, you're not like, oh, sucks for you that you lost your job. You're like, I know what that feels like. I know what that's like. Let me be a friend to you because I can remember and I don't, I don't I'm not forgetting, you know, what, what, what my story and my experience was. Yeah, that's good. So going back to 2022, lost our job, six weeks. Now it's August, 2022. I'm interviewing, end up getting this job that allows me to still be remote for mm -hmm. my family. But at the time they said that there was going to be travel. I don't know if they said, I don't know if it was every month or it was pretty consistent. I thought I was going to be traveling yeah. at least once a week. And once I, a month. Thank you. Once a month. And I didn't love that, obviously. And I wasn't sure, like, if it was even worth it because the type of job that it was, it was one of those situations where it was contract to hire. So they're like, hey, we'll bring you on contract because somebody is going to be out. But we're hoping that when they come back, eventually it'll be It wasn't full -time. stable, yeah. So I felt like before I went up, because I had to fly up. Uh, to do the interview and that was interesting because before I flew up for the interview I felt I like, like God told me like yeah you're going to get this job and there's a different type of confidence that you go into to an interview where you feel like you heard God say this is your job I was in that interview that was I mean I know how to interview thankfully because of the type of job I have uh, but still I was in that joint confident calm collected so much so that some guy was like, why, like, do you do this often? Like, you seem, like, so confident. He said that in the middle of the panel. Like, I was, like, very confident that I was going to get the job because I felt like that's what God said. Lo and behold, I do end up getting the job because there was somebody else that was coming to interview the next day. Um, so that didn't work out for them, and it, God blessed me with that job. And It's crazy because this job, I was making even more money than I was from the job that I got laid off. And we didn't say this, but the job that I got laid off from I really liked that job. Like I wanted yeah. to stay there for a while because that job took me to a place financially that the jobs I had previously never did. Yeah. And that was, I was at a tech company. It had good benefits. Yeah. Like it was a hundred percent of insurance. Yeah. Paid. Benefits. Yeah. Like the insurance is paid a hundred percent. I, I never experienced that. And it was like, this is a legit place. They give you a little MacBook. Like it's no PC. Little, yeah. yeah. No PC. You get a MacBook for your work laptop. Uh, and I was just really, Liking that place, 100% remote, no travel at all. And you like your boss, too. Yeah, I like my boss, and it's just, it didn't work out. Got laid off, unfortunately, due to just financial situations. I mean, a lot of, all, I'm sure anybody who's in corporate at that time, yeah. you, you know. You know anyone's on LinkedIn. Even now. <laughs> but the cool thing, like I said, is going to that new job that I still work at, it was even more money than the job that I had previously so it was just cool to see how glory even glory. though something bad happened to me god still allowed me to go from glory to glory to glory yeah and sometimes i even think about like you know sometimes things happen because like bad things happen because god is trying to elevate you and i know for me i really believe that i had to leave that job that i was at for a lot of reasons but 
mostly because like I wasn't going to quit on my own. I wasn't, you know, sometimes you have to get laid off or let go or whatever, because God's like, I have something more for you, but I know how you are. Like if I were to tell you to leave and quit, you wouldn't do it. So like, you know, I have to take it away from you. And like some of you all have experienced that with relationships. I know I have, like when I, the relationship I had in high school, I don't think that I would have left that relationship on my own volition like that had to have ended you know by the other person and sometimes you know you can be sitting there crying thinking like god why would you let this person break my heart and god's like i have somebody so much better for you and if you you know if it was up to you you would still stay with you know the kind of low level situation that you were in yeah. um and how much more so with jobs and finances and homes as well so anyway we had to set this up because it's just a journey of where God has brought us to be able to even get to the place today where we can buy a home. Because you saw that the video, one of the, the thumbnail or the title, something says, like, <laughs> I don't remember which one it was, but something says that we were still in debt. We had one income, which is still true. Right now, Pauline is not working. She's staying at home with our amazing kids uh, and is doing a great job there. But right now, God has really just used the income that he's blessed me with at this new job that I was just mentioning. And it's just cool to see how he provides. So let's get into the home buying process. We mentioned NACA a little bit earlier, and we tried to do that, and it didn't work out for us. Now, one thing I didn't say is in 2021, it's crazy. September 2021, I was talking to God because our lease was had was, was about to be up. Yes. And we had to make a decision. Y'all, we told y'all. We weren't joking. Like Every year, we were like... Lord, like, should we keep this lease or should we stay? Yeah. Like, should we stay here? Even one time the leasing offer was like, hello, yeah, like, are you? you're about to miss the, the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> one time they even charged us for the monthly, um, the month-to-month rent because we had missed the deadline for I was renewing. Just, I was, oh, well, not even that. <laughs> one thing we should talk about is uh, when we got that eviction notice one time <laughs> for a story time. <laughs> That's not really a whole story. It's hey, just, that just a story. Like three minute story time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay. Anyway, back to the house. So we were, in 2021, September, I was praying, asking God, hey, should we stay here? Should we move? And I felt like God told me, I'm going to bless you to move into your dream of a single family home. And in September, before your rent is, is um, not lease. rent, but before your lease is up. So I'm like, bet. So, but I, I felt like he wanted me to sign the current lease to live there for another year. But he's like, before I felt like he said, before this lease is up, I want to bless you to move to a single family home. This is why it's important. And it's cool if you do journal to actually write down what you think God is saying, because this plays a key role into our story. Because just because we hear something doesn't mean we know what God meant. Yeah. I love that saying. And Just because you heard what God said doesn't mean you know what he meant. Yeah. And I clearly heard what God said. But see, he never said this year. I'm going to allow you to move out before this lease, this year's lease is over. And, but in my head, that's what that meant. So this whole year, 2022, we are, I'm just like, all right, we got to move out of here. And that's why we were so excited when we got these new jobs because we felt like, Okay, God gave us this word. Now yeah, things are lining up. Past, it's yeah. gonna make sense. But then when you lose both your jobs, you're like, "All right, God, like what is happening?" And I remember I, I called my mentor, uh, one of my mentors, big brothers, whatever you want to call them. I, I called him and was just discouraged because, like I said, we both lost our jobs. 
I felt like God said he was going to bless us to move into a house before our lease was up. That lease was coming up. Remember, I got laid off June 2022. Our lease was up September 2022. So I'm like, what's going to... That's the time period, you know, three months before the lease is up that you have to communicate what you're saying or going. Yeah. So I'm just like, God, what is happening? I remember talking to him and I got very vulnerable and read him literally what I had written down in my journal which is like very vulnerable if you yeah. know. <laughs> so I, I literally read the whole thing. And I remember he handled it so well and I appreciate it. Make sure you have somebody in your life that you can tell what you think God is saying and they won't kill you for it. They won't crush you for it. They won't say you're dumb. They won't say that's not God, even though they didn't pray about it. Like all he said was, I could see that being God, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's right now. Like mm-hmm, The timing. And he was right because that's what ended up happening. But it was just, it made me go back and reread what God actually said. And I had to reread what he said. And he never said this year. He just said, before your lease is up. And he was true to his word. We'll get there. Um, and I just had to say, you know what? It really taught us Isaiah, I don't know, it was 50 or 55, where it talks about waiting on the Lord. Mm. Like, uh, the Lord will renew your strength as you wait. Like, mm. that was literally what we were having to do. We got a word September 2021. We didn't move into a house until September 2023. So it's two years later of waiting when you think God gave you a promise. So it's cool because now I feel like, I'm not saying I want to, but now I feel like we can wait for anything. Like I feel like we have a, a stronger endurance now. For things that we're Amen. believing for. <laughs> it's easy to say that until we'll have, until I'm not saying I want to. Yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> if I don't ever have to wait again, I'm cool. I'm great with that. But if it does happen, I have something to look back on. Think about in the Bible, the Israelites, a lot of times they would build monuments or stones up to remind themselves of, hey, this is what God did when we were at this place. Yeah. And it's so cool to have those moments in your life. I don't know what it may be for you. Maybe it was when you got in school. Maybe it was when you met your current boyfriend. I don't know what your story is, but it's so important to have those moments in your life where you can look back when things aren't going well. Right. And you can say, no, I- I've seen God move before. Right. If he did it before, he can do it again. Right. So had that conversation, had to learn how to wait on the Lord, renew my strength. That's not just a Maverick City song. That's actually Bible. And we get to the point where it's 2023. It's a new year. We're not in a new home. We're still in the same apartment, 841 square feet. Praise God, we're friends. Because a lot of people that got divorced, that's small quarters. Well, yeah, because he not only is, you know, we're living there, we have, I'm taking care of and raising our son in that apartment. We obviously would go outside of the apartment. Tim's working there full time. We're recording we in podcast. there. Yeah, like we had hosted there because it was what we had. And we were like, Lord, we're going to be a good steward. Um, we're not going to wait until we have a home or a bigger space to have people over to host things and all of that. We're going to be who we are now. And even we have, we've had people over before and they were like, Oh, you could have had this at our house. And I was like, no, we want to host. Like we want to be a good steward of what the Lord has given us and offer that, you know, up to him to use like kind of like mustard seed faith or even just, you know, the five fish and two loaves type of thing or it's five loaves and two fish. Um, 
you know, just offering the little bit that we have to God and allowing him to bless it. And that's kind of the mindset that we took. It was very insecure, especially for me as a woman, as a wife, you know, when we would have people over like, oh, you don't even have, you know, dining room table. Like, oh, we don't want to have, um, you know, we don't want to inconvenience you, whatever. I know people were judging us. You broke boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, no, this is what we have. And it's going to be a testimony. It's going to be a story of, you know, for God for people to see like where God started us. And even like now the home that we live in, I think about like, I love this home and it's such a blessing, but God's going to do even more. And it's going to be a part of the story. Yeah. So I want to read that verse because I was all wrong. It is Isaiah, but it's 40. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Yeah. Keyword new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And it's so cool because just because you're tired in the waiting season that you may find yourself in doesn't mean that you can't find a new strength. It doesn't mean that you can begin to have energy and begin to be able to wait well and begin to be able to wait no matter how long God may have you on that process because he says that he will help you do it. He says that he will be with you, but you have to first take that step to trust. It says you have to trust in the Lord and then you'll find a new strength. And I think you have to trust that God is for you. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even trusting that God will do it. It's just trusting that God, I know you have my best interest at heart. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. It's crazy how some translations switch out that word wait for trust or trust for wait. And how a lot of times we say we trust God, but we have a hard time waiting on him. Um, and, you know, I am a, I am somebody who struggles and is growing in that as well. But I think it's just... just a really cool kind of demonstration of like where we struggle as people, as children, um, as sheep towards the Lord of like trusting him, waiting on him. And if you don't trust God, you can't wait on him. And sometimes we say that we trust him, but when it comes to waiting, we're like, nah, I'm not doing that. And it's, it's, it's a completely different thing. It's kind of like, if you think about, you know, when you were a kid, if you ever rode the bus um, or if your parents ever picked you up from school and they're late and you're just thinking about like, all right, I'm the last one here. Like, where's my parent at? But at the end of the day, you have built this trust with your parents, hopefully. And you know that they're going to come to get you. It's not a matter of like, oh man, like I'm going to start looking for another ride. It's more of like, no, my mom is coming. My dad is coming. Um, they're late or later than I think that they should be, but I know that they're coming and having that same you know, trust for God, like, hey, this isn't working out the way that I thought it was, and this house is taking longer than I thought it, that it was going to be, um, but God, I'm going to continue to sit and wait, because I know you're coming. Yeah, so 2023 comes, we're at the place now where Pauline used to be a planner, and now she's saying things like, what, what, what are you saying? Last year, because it's 2024, yeah, at the beginning of last year, I was just like, Lord, I don't have any goals for this year, I just want to get to know you better and be available. Um, Cause you know, side story of me staying home with Joshua and now with both of our boys, I, that was a, that was a whole other story and is a whole story of itself. But I felt like God wanted me to stay home so that I could be available. And I was like, God available for what? <laughs> and he was like, I just want you to be available. Um, so that's what I kind of went into 2023. Um, that's what I learned from 2022, losing my job and staying home. And then Tim, you know, that whole thing that we went through um, with our job. So I went into 2023, just like, God, whatever you want to do, I'm here. You know, like I don't have any goals. I don't have any plans. 
would I love to move into a house? Absolutely. Would I love to get out of debt? Absolutely. Would I love to have another child? Absolutely. Um, but I'm not going to be mad if those things don't happen. Um, I'm just kind of here taking advantage of whatever you give me each day. That's the perspective. Like, if that's the only thing you hear today is like, ask God to give you a fresh perspective yeah. on your situation. Because I feel like a lot of times when you're waiting for something, that's what makes the difference. It's your not that you don't want it. Yeah. It's not that you don't want it anymore. It's just that your perspective on when you want it or how you'll get it or what God is doing in your life currently, that's what really makes it easier. Yeah, because, you know, also being mindful of this time, that this is the top of 2023, so New Year's had just passed. Everyone's talking about, oh, these are my goals. These are, you know, this is my year of insert whatever. This is my year of prosperity. This is my year of growth. This is my year of whatever and you know these are my resolutions these are my goals and i was just kind of like god i'm grateful to be here and <laughs> it and it wasn't like um a bitter or like a sour perspective of like i'm not going to believe for anything because last year was so rough it was just a matter of like i learned to take my hands off the wheel and i learned that my job is to be in the passenger seat and to be fun and to enjoy you know kind of the ride and that god is in the driver's seat so it's like lord whatever you've given me i want to enjoy it um yes i have things that i would love to see you do um and god healed me in a, in a great i'm getting off track god did awesome things at the beginning of last year in 2023 but i really believe it was because i let him because i wasn't trying to only focus on certain things and i was like okay to be blessed means this 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 and if i don't have this 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 then i'm not blessed it was more of like you know my perspective was more of like god I'm going to let you define what blessings are. I want you to show me what you have for me. You're running the ship instead of me running you. <laughs> yeah. So at some to. point, at some point in 2023, I don't remember when it was, but started talking to God and just asking him, all right, like, is there anything we should be doing for a house? Cause honestly, there was a part of 2023 for me where I wasn't even thinking about buying a house or getting a house or moving in. Honestly, we got into a place where we were like, well, let's just try to move into a bigger space. Like, yeah. It wasn't even about a house. It was like, let's just try to get house, into a bigger, a bigger space. Apartment, because I don't want to say I gave up on the house thing, but like, you know, you've been there when you're waiting for a while. You're just like, all right, I don't know if it's going to happen. So let me start trying to do some other things. And I don't think that's a, it wasn't, again, from a bad heart. It wasn't like, oh, God's not going to do this. So let's change our plans. It was like, well, what if God has something else? Like, what if God wants us to live in a townhouse first before we live into a single family home? Like, what we don't know. We were just we're open. So we started, eventually got to a place where I felt like God said, okay, start looking at different homes and started doing that. But like Pauline had just kind of alluded to, we started looking at townhomes because where we live is not cheap. It's not and cheap And there's so many townhouses here in Maryland. I will never get over it. Where I moved, to, when I grew up in Massachusetts, there was like, I probably saw like one or two townhouse communities so, <laughs> here. They're everywhere because so, everyone wants to live here. So we were looking at townhomes. We felt like that may be closer in our budget, <laughs> which though, is not true at it all. It wasn't even really, but we started looking at townhomes and we actually toured this community that had a bunch of new builds and they had a crazy discount. This yeah. was this, do you think this was like March, April, 2023, May? 2023? Uh, May, June. Around that time. Yeah. 2023. And no, I think it was March. I think it was earlier than that. Or like April. Anyway, we started looking at this home 
it's crazy because we actually knew a couple that lived there in the community, already. Yeah, and we so, felt like that was a god thing. Yeah, we felt like it was a god thing because we had never heard of this community before. The community was small, so it was like I don't really know. Like, is this? We never lived in this area. It was different than the area we were we were coming from. So we toured the house. Beautiful townhome, very nice. It was a new build, and they were having crazy deals because they couldn't sell like two or three of the units. Yeah. Right? All the homes were finished ex- or bought and sold except for like two more. They had so, been there for like over a year. So they were doing deals like we're, we're going to cover all your closing costs. We already put in new blinds. Yeah. I think Blinces. they put in a washer dryer. Uh, Just things you never like that new build homes usually don't have. But- and they were providing them. Yeah. yeah. So they were just throwing in a bunch of new incentives. And we were like, all right, like, this must be God. They doing this. Yeah. Um, they were even working with a lender who was essentially offering like a super low interest rate, like way below the market yes. price. The, it was like, so it was 4%, like 4%. Yeah. When at the time, it probably, the interest Seven. was probably 55 ish Yeah, we never want to be the type of we never want to be the type of children that's like, okay, I asked my parent and I didn't hear anything, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do what I want to do anyway. Kind of like the ask for forgiveness versus permission type of thing. Like obviously, okay, this isn't a leadership podcast, but sometimes that you know applies. But when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, we want it to be like. God, clearly you told us to do this, so that's why we did it. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to do it. I hope that you bless it on the back end type of thing. So, you know, that was the heart that we had. We're like, we like this house. I mean, I had, I think you liked it way more than I did. Like, yeah, the community yeah. and just the situation. And we had, I always wanted like a balcony on the fourth floor to be up high looking over. Yeah. Even though the view wasn't that pretty, it was a street. Because <laughs> like back, kind of like back context or like my perspective I, where I grew up, not just the home that I grew up in, but just the community and the town I grew up in, 
And when I moved to Maryland, like I mentioned, I did not like townhouses. I do not get it. I understand that they are cheaper to build and quicker to build and they take up less space so you can have more people buy and it's more beneficial for the builders and all of that stuff. But like, I did not want to live in a townhouse because I'm not used to them. I'm not familiar with them. Versus Tim, very familiar with townhouses. He grew up in one. He has no problem with them. Um, you know, whatever. So I kind of feel like I was taking a concession. Like, you know, and for me, living in an apartment was okay. You know, like, I thought it was a fun thing to do when you're younger. I loved living in an apartment when I was in college. And it was, like, fine for me to do, you know, post-college when I lived with friends. And then, like, to, to start off our marriage. But I was kind of like, to have a family, you need to live in a house. A, t- a, a, a single-family house. Yeah, so it was like- very humbling for me when we brought Joshua home. And we're going to start having kids. And I was like, I can't believe I'm raising a kid in an apartment. Because also perspective is everything like we were saying and, and the people that we would got married with at this in the same year or a year after yeah everybody had they had houses. already all moved to townhouses so we already felt behind we should, yeah. they should not have felt like this but we already kind of felt like behind because we were still in the same part right and i'm not saying that my perspective of like oh i don't want to live in a townhouse is correct or anything that's just my experience of like my perspective what i had growing up um and obviously i like got over that and we you know we had children and got pregnant with our second while we were sleeping in an apartment so we were willing to raise our kids in an apartment but i'm just saying i wasn't too keen on townhouses in general (laughs) yeah so ended up not going with that house and i just remember driving and asking god like is this should we move into the house this house for us and i felt like he was like i'm gonna bless you with a house but you're gonna have to wait a little bit and i was like well tell them about the worship night when we were at Catalyst, remember? Well, I'm not there. Oh. But I was like, I don't want to wait <laughs> in my heart. But I was like, yes, Lord, we'll have your way. Um, so I'll just go to where Pauline just mentioned. So fast forward a month, two, three. I don't remember exactly when it was, but. It was uh, July. Our church does worship nights every month, month, one a month. And I remember I was there worshiping, and a pastor was talking about, I think he was talking about not settling. Mm-hmm. And God gave you something. He spoke to you. Stop trying to settle for below it. And that joint just hit me. Like, they said a ton of bricks. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Because I instantly was taken back to the word that I thought God gave me almost two years ago at that point. And like I told y'all earlier, it said, I'm going to bless you to move into your dream of a single family home now that was scary y'all because we did not have single or we didn't think we had single family home money so and also at this point we were kind of like debating going back and forth you know should we move forward with this townhouse and i was kind of at the place i was just like i threw my hands up i was like we're gonna have to move into a townhouse this is maryland this is what is available this is you know it's either this or continue to live in an apartment and that wasn't really an option. You know, I would rather live in a townhouse than to continue to live in the apartment. So I was pretty much okay moving forward with this house that we had found. And our real estate agent, who, thank God, she's a believer. And she was very, um, like, understanding about just kind of where we were. And she was like, hey, whatever you guys want to do, I will do. Just let me know. Um, but I was thinking we were going to move forward with the townhouse until we went to this worship night. Yeah. Okay, so I guess this is why... We didn't go forward with the townhouse. Some of the details are fuzzy. A lot didn't happen. But we were in the worship night, and it just, I felt like God reminded me of that word. And that was a scary thing to have to go to Pauline 
after weeks of seriously considering this townhome, yeah, she kind of was at a place where she was ready to move on it. And we did we go out to dinner after that? We're in Walmart parking lot. Okay, <laughs> we were somewhere, and I told her. Hey, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna tell you. That's something to tell saying. you. You're not gonna like what I say. I don't like. Here's the thing: just because God says something to you, don't mean you gotta like it. Right. Or but be if you have about fear it. of God, you still gonna do it. Yeah. That's a word. Now, I didn't like what I heard, but I was gonna obey, and I felt like God told me, "Hey, you're settling when it comes to this townhome. Yeah. I'm gonna bless you with that single family home." And I was scared because, like I said, I didn't think we were gonna be able to make that move right now. At that moment when I told her that, so I was like, oh, I guess this means we're going to be waiting even longer. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, more weight. Love it, Lord. So I tell her, hey, I feel like we should not pursue that single or that townhome because I feel like God wants us to really focus on pursuing a single family home. And what did you think when I told you that? I was mad. I didn't express it yeah. in the See, car. See, y'all want a husband who hear from God. Yeah, I mean, I he did a you did a good job of like... Letting me know how hard this was for you. You weren't like, like, listen, girl, this is what it is and what it ain't. Suck it up. Yeah, you were like, get in, get in line. Like, we're not, always, we're not doing this. I don't always get that right. But, fellas, definitely, the sooner you can learn how to communicate to your wife in a way that she receives, the better your marriage will be. Yeah, so I, I had a very, like, kind of reverential kind of approach to the conversation because I understood how, like... He was very like, this is really hard for me. Um, you know, I understood that he was very vulnerable. It was kind of like he was, I feel like he I did not want to tell her this news because I knew she wasn't going to like it. Yeah, I feel like you were like telling me about a weakness or like, hey, like I've been wounded. I've been hurt. Kind of like I lost my best friend. <laughs> I lost my job. Something like it was that type of air of a conversation. So I was just like. Let me be supportive and let me, you know, he's sharing something with me that he felt that God said. I do not like it. Um, Honestly, I don't really agree if we're being completely honest. I was like, I don't, I don't see this in my heart. I didn't say this to him. What I said, I was like, okay, you know, I submitted and I was like, Lord, you know, okay. Like if this is what you feel like God is saying, then okay. I don't get it. I don't understand, but I trust you and I trust God. Um, cause one thing that I have learned as a wife is even when Tim says things that I don't agree with or I, and cause you, what you want as a couple, right? As a wife, as a husband, you want to have your relationship with God and you want your spouse to have their relationship with God and you want God to tell you things. And then you want your spouse to run and say, God told me the same thing. You know, like that's, that's the pinnacle, right? It's like agreement and of unity. But that doesn't that doesn't happen. I don't think we talk about that enough. Even when it comes to like teamwork and stuff, it's like it's not a matter of like, oh yeah, the spirit is one, we're on the same wavelength. A lot of times it's more about two different wills, two different ideas, and then one person this is what submission is, is like coming under the other person's kind of um the, what they're believing that God is saying. And the reason why I can do that and I don't do it all the time or as well as I should is because I trust God and I know that Tim is under God and even if Tim is right, even if Tim is hearing from God incorrectly, God will correct us both. It will correct him and he'll let me know and it will come together eventually but it's not worth kind of causing this strife in our relationship and in our marriage to say, hey, I don't agree. Because I also know that I can be wrong. So even if I feel like God is speaking to me, that doesn't mean that I'm right. And it doesn't mean that 
I'm, you know, I'm understanding. So yeah, I was very, in that moment, I was very emotional, not like in the sense of I cry or anything like that, but I was just like scared, like we're about to let this house go. Um, you know, luckily we weren't like under contract or anything like that, but we had been, you know, messing with it for a while, talking to people, talking to the builders, um, and they were kind of were like expecting us to put in an offer and, you know, I just kind of was, in my mind, I'm already like, what furniture do I want to buy? You know, like, how are we going to design this space? What are we going to use this space for? And, um, you know, to kind of back away from that, I kind of felt like, well, we're going to let this go and hold on to what? You know, it's not like we had another house that we were looking at or that made sense for us. Um, but I was just like, you know what? All right. Like, okay, Lord. Like, I don't, this, this does not make sense to me. Yeah. So... <laughs> We're in that place where, like, God, this doesn't make sense to us, so what's next? And we feel like God just wants us to keep looking at houses, but look specifically at single-family houses. Yeah. So we reach out to our realtor, Emily. Which felt really dumb, because the ones that we had seen before, sorry to interrupt, were more expensive than the townhouses. Like, I did not think that we could afford a, t- a single-family home, because the type of single-family homes that I was thinking of were, like, these grand... She thought bills. she was an NBA player in the house that she was looking at. She wanted to I mean, $40 million God homes. can do it. You know what I'm saying? One day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we reach out to our realtor, Emily Holden, and we just want to shout you out because you were and are amazing. If you're looking for a home in the DMV area, we definitely recommend her because yeah. she has the heart of a teacher. Yeah. She's patient. If you don't know anything about real estate, yeah. she will answer all your dumb questions. <laughs> she can handle your insecurities when it comes to maybe buying a home or, or taking that step. Or you're not sure if you're in the same place that we were. Like, does God want us to buy a house now? Like, she worked with us, like Pauline said, I think for like two years or, yeah. or a year and a half or so of us just going back and forth. Like, we want to look at a house. We don't want to look at a house. We got money for a house. We don't got money for a house. And right. <laughs> she was very patient throughout all of that. Yeah, she wasn't like, you guys are wasting my time. Like, let me go to somebody who's serious. Like, she was very like, okay. So, we're going to put all her information in the show notes. So, seriously, if you're looking for a house, please consider her. Yeah. Now, we start going on, we really only went on, so we, we went on to one house Yeah. after that Didn't and like it. did not like it. It was a split level. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, a split it house. It was a house, you walk in and it's ugly. And we just, <laughs> <laughs> we just was not rocking with it. But uh, it was in an area that we liked. Yes, so it was, the area it was, was worth, very nice. you know, kind of checking out. We did like the area a lot, uh, but... It just, we walked in and it just didn't make sense. And that's why, because we had never, that was the first time we toured a home together. Besides, besides the, the townhouse. townhouse, yeah. So, we, you know, we're still very new at looking at homes. And that and, was one of the things, sorry to cut you off, that was one of the things girl, that. you saying that the whole episode. I said it twice. You said it twice. You've done it more than Oh, well, hey. I gotta get <laughs> a word in. Yeah. Yeah. You're used to just you rapping, rapping. <laughs> but um, that was one of the things that, honestly, y'all, reason, one of the reasons why this house is a miracle because Tim and I are so different and we have very different tastes and that's one of the miracles of any married couple, you know, picking out a house together because you both have to love it. I don't feel like our tastes are that different. I do. I feel like so many houses, I've been telling this man houses from the beginning of our marriage, like, oh, I like this house, and he's like, no, I don't like this, I don't like that, no, I don't like this, I don't like that, uh, it's too high, it's too low, it's too this, it's too that. So the fact that, you know, and that's one of the things when you're looking at houses as a couple is like, you may like the house, but your spouse may not. And 
it's hard to, you know, it's one of the, the for most people, a house is the biggest purchase you'll ever make. So it has to be something that you feel really good about and that you really like and you can see long term and all those things. Of course, no house is perfect and there may you know, need to be things tweaked here and there. But that was one of the things that I was so concerned about was like, man, are we ever going to find a house that we both like because I mean I didn't love that first house that we tore we just toured it really just kind of like window shopping let's see what you like let's see what I like let's kind of see you know the things that you know are important to you and I can share things that are important to me and Emily had said that she's like no it's good for you guys to go and look and she even liked going on the tours with us because she got to hear and see what we liked and what we didn't like um but yeah all that to say yeah. that was it was an important step of the process. So it's not just a matter of like oh, only going to tour houses and that that tour wasn't a failure because we didn't like it, but we learned a lot. Yeah. Also, the backyard was not big at all, and it had like a bunch of flowers on like a hill. It just was not. It flowers. was pretty, but it was pretty, but it, like for a young family. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't, wasn't right for practical. us. So. We toured a house, it didn't, didn't work out, uh, and then another house comes up like a week or two later, I feel like. I don't feel like it was that long after. This house? Yeah. This house. Yeah. It was not, it was, it wasn't that long we, after. We saw it online, and we were like, oh, like, this looks cool. Like, the day we looked at it, we were like, oh, this looks cool. And, like, we sent it to our realtor, and she was like, you want to go today? And that was, so that was one of the things, because when Tim had sent it to me that morning, and I looked at the listing, and I was like, oh, this is chill, like... Because, you know, when you're looking for a house, there's obviously so many beautiful homes. And you have to be... Realistic is not the right word, but whenever you believe in God for something, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a job, whether it's a house, or what did I say? Spouse, house, job. (laughs) Whatever it is, a car, you want God's best. But also, a lot of times, God, he does take us glory to glory, but what is the glory, right? Because a lot of times someone can say, oh, yeah, I live in an 841-square-foot apartment. I want a $3 million home. That's God's best for me. I want to move into Kanye's house. Like, you know, you're, you're like, this is, that's what, you know, a God thing looks like to you or to me or whoever. But a lot of times God doesn't want us to skip 17 steps because our character, our finances, our schedule, our responsibilities can't handle something like that. It's not good to go from an entry level, um, you know, like accountant or just whatever you are to a CEO in a year. A lot of times that's not going to be a blessing to many people because you don't have the character, the knowledge, the experience, you know, to handle a job like that. That CEO job will crush you and eventually, you know, you'll be out of there in a couple weeks, right? So that was one of the things with the home and why sometimes I got kind of nervous about going to a single family home because we were coming from such a small apartment. We had this couple that we admire years ago and she didn't even tell it directly to me. She was telling it to somebody else um, because someone was like, oh, should we get a townhouse first or a single family home? And she gave a very wise piece of advice that I took on and absorbed was, you know, she said you should get a townhouse first because a yard is a big responsibility and like, you know, taking care of a house and, you know, the more house you have, the more house you have to, you have to take care of. So that's why one of the things that I was kind of like, oh, maybe we should get a townhouse because, you know, we don't want to, you know, Tim have to start mowing the lawn and like going to go to Home Depot all the time, like, you know, all these different things. Um, so that was, you know, kind of one of the the things that we were, I was kind of going back and forth in my mind about like, okay, this taking us to a new level is a single family home too much of a jump. 
But one of the blessings of this house was the size and it was you know the size of the lot the size of the actual home um i and again i was thinking single family home oh like three thousand square feet like can we handle something like that that's a lot of house to furnish it's a lot of house to to clean and to take care of yeah it'd be great to have the space for our family and when we host and things like that but also like can we really handle that and that's kind of a way to kind of that I guess looking back, I kind of like cowered away from the single family home because of the responsibility. But when we found this house and Tim sent me the listing and I saw how big it was, I saw the size of the lot. I was like, oh, this would be a great next step for us. Those are the words that I felt like God, you know, kind of gave me because I was like, okay, this is honestly the size of a lot of townhouses as far as the square footage, um, the bedrooms, bathrooms, all of that. But it's obviously bigger than what we have now um so that was one of the things that kind of like blew my mind about the blessing of this home is because I was thinking I didn't know that they made single family houses like this size I guess yeah so I'm trying to look up the verse because I think that it's really really important to talk about because I agree and one of the things that's really strong for me in my life is that God is the God of steps like if you've been listening to this podcast today I hope that you have been tracking the steps that God took us to from 32K to the apartment to being able to get a a higher paying job, even though we lost our job, to now we are looking at homes and then God is like, all right, you're looking at townhomes, it's time to look at a single family home like I spoke from the beginning. Like It's been a journey that he's been taking us on and we've been taking steps each time and God has been with us through the steps. And uh, Psalms 34, 23, 24 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord will uphold his hand. And honestly, that's like our story. We fell we and lost both them incomes. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Lost both them incomes. And God held us up. Yeah. And walked with us and blessed us to move here. So going back to present day. We were well, not present day, but well, yeah, whatever. We were looking at the August. We were looking at the home, and we went toward it the same day that I found it. Online. And that was something that I felt like was there God as well. Again. Sorry, you're right. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was that was something that I felt was God as well because when He sent me the listing, I was like, oh, this could work. Um, obviously, we would need Emily to show us the house and see this see it in person. And I was like, what if she? could show it to us today. But, and that had never happened before because the other house that we viewed with her, we had been, you know, we had scheduled that a couple of days out. And I know that in real estate, it's not that unusual for people to go view houses the same day that they find them. But um, when she said, like, oh, would you be able to go see it tonight? That was something I was like, oh God, like, is this you? And also Joshua got to come with us. The first listing, Joshua was with his grandma. Um, but I was thinking, like, oh, maybe it'd be good for Joshua to come with us because it's kind of like our, our whole family putting our feet, putting our steps, you know, yeah. what, God, on so what God has for us. We go to the house, we view it. It's a beautiful home. Like, the pictures didn't lie. But one of the reasons why it's good to go to a house is because it's the one thing to look at it online. It's another thing to be in the house and be like, oh, these ceilings are a little lower than I realized in the pictures. Or, oh, you walk in the house and the stairs is right there. Like, it's like, there's just different things that you don't Well, the pictures, see. people hide things and yeah. take pictures. But still, beautiful home. They, they had, a company had just renovated the home. So... 
Yeah. Essentially, it felt like we were moving into a new, new build house. home, which yeah. was big for us because we wanted a house that was turnkey, yeah. which just means you move in right away. You don't got to do a bunch of renovation and fixtures. Yeah, we weren't interested. And I get, like they got I... they had recessed lighting. They had the new hardwood looking floors. They had a beautiful long island. Uh, it has a backyard that's beautiful with an amazing view. Yeah, uh, there's like a, a large pond in the backyard with trees all around. I mean, it's just beautiful right. to look at. And we were like, oh, like, okay, like, God, is this, I'm listening, is this you? Right. Uh, now, the price was similar to the townhomes we were looking at. Mm-hmm. So we were like, all right, like, if we thought we could do the townhome, like, maybe we can do this. But it's still, for the money we had, it still was a lot to take on and still required a lot of faith. So. Yeah. We go home that night, and we put our kid's son down to bed, and then we just are praying and worshiping all night, trying to seek God, like, Lord, this is a big decision. Is this you? Because we never want to be those people who are just doing things to keep up with the Joneses. We're, yeah. we're, that we're not into that. Like, we like to be making financially sound decisions. We're not driving cars that we can't afford. We don't got credit cards. Like, we, we really try our best. We're not perfect, but we try our best not to spend money we don't have. Or put ourselves in bad financial situations. Right. Because honestly, we're sitting there. I When we went through, the, when we toured the house, I was like, this is a nice house. It's cute. It would be really nice for us or like somebody in our position. Um, but I was scared because I knew how much it costs. I knew what the what the monthly commitment was going to be. And it was a lot more than we could afford. A lot more. But the crazy thing is, after that worship night, we felt like God wanted us to move forward with it. Right, but that's the thing is like lear- learning about God and how- and who he is. And by no means are we saying like if you're listening to this, like, oh, like you should do things that are outside of your budget and da 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 It's important for you to do what God tells you to do um, and operate in wisdom. And because of that, I was very strategic in who I told, because we definitely wanted counsel because the Bible is very clear on that. But I was very specific on what I shared and what I didn't share because when you have a dream and you feel like God has spoken to you and you have to, it takes faith for that. You got to be careful who you share it with because they can just take out your faith. And I knew that I, my faith wasn't strong enough to obey God given the income that we had and how much the house cost, knowing that student loan payments were about to be coming back. Come on, somebody. We had a lot of student loans. Like, I knew I didn't have the faith. If somebody talked me out of it, I may have listened. Right. And I was pretty confident. And, and I don't believe that God would have had us move into this home or would have spoken this type of word to us my first year being saved, my second year being saved. I really think I needed, I'm going on almost 10 years uh, in March of being saved. Pauline's been saved for over 12 years at this point. And by no means I'm saying that's a lifetime, but that's more than, you know, you just start. Yeah. (laughs) And because of that, my point is that I know I'm pretty confident and pretty sure at this point in my relationship with God, when I'm hearing God, when I'm not hearing God. Now, I still go to get counsel. I still go to have people confirm because we prophesy in part. We don't always hear. So by no means I'm trying to say, do I always know the perfect will of God? But I know when I feel like God has spoken to me. And I felt like he wanted us to get this, to take the next step, to put an offer on the house. 
And that was the thing. Like, that's just a step in and of itself. Right, because it been even though we felt like God was telling us to put a, you know, or put a down payment or not put a down payment, but put offer. a bid or put an offer on the house, somebody else could have come and put an offer that the other people liked more yeah. and we would have not got the house. Right. And that kind of gave us peace too. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, all right, this next step means that we move in tomorrow. Right, exactly. No, it means that we're step. putting the offer in and... There's other offers allegedly going in. Who knows if that was true or not? It was. She showed us the email afterwards. Uh, I don't be no. Anyway, uh, so we put an offer in, and then if God wants us to take the next step, yeah, they'll accept the offer, right? And then they accepted the offer, and then we're in the process of negotiating uh, what we want them to do and different things like that. And we had a what's it called concession? Is that the right a word? Contingency. contingency, where if certain things they didn't do, we could back out. And we would have been covered. Right. Our, our realtor, Emily, was saying, like, this is a big deal that you're getting this. Because right now in this housing market, a lot of people are giving up contingencies so that they can yeah. get the house and get their offer approved. Yeah, the inspection contingency. So we also felt comfortable because we, we were still protecting ourselves. Like, all right, if for some reason this isn't God, there's a way out. Like, Especially for as first-time home buyers and buying an older home. This house is will be 40 years old this year so it obviously had like has things that happened to it it's not going to be you know perfect yeah so we go through the whole process and, and that was the whole process i don't even know how much we need to get into that but just the the 30 the, days yeah the 30 days out. before you officially move in was just a mess because also this house had solar panels and, and we but there was some it felt like shady activity going on with that it just it was a lot that came with that and I'm not going to say it made us not even want to move forward the house, but we really was not rocking with the solar panels. Now, the cool thing is, around this time, in the background, we, we haven't really shared this, but in the background, I, I mentioned earlier how when I started the job I have, it was contract, and they were like, all right, we're going to bring you on full time. Yeah. So we were expecting and hoping, based off what they were telling me, that that transition was going to happen soon. And that was the other reason why we kind of thought that, like, oh, this may be a God thing. Because those conversations were being initiated, you know, from the people that Tim worked yes. for. Like, that this, at the same time of us looking at this house, they're, they're calling him and saying, hey, I have some good news for you. You know, I'm, we're going to most likely be giving you a full-time offer or an offer yeah. in the next couple of weeks. We were like, oh, wow, Lord, like, this is great timing. And the reason we were excited about that because we were expecting, okay, either it's going to be more money or at the very least be able to get a sign-on bonus and we can use that big check to be able to put yeah. towards the home or yeah. whatever. So that's kind of how we were thinking. And you going to say something? Yeah. <laughs> and then also... Um, even though we didn't go forward with the townhouse, that was a part of God's plan for us yes. because the remember or God t- worked all things together for our good. Absolutely. Yes, because Tim, I mentioned the, you know the financing company that they had that they, they were asking people to use. You were going to get a, a lower interest rate. Well, we had reached out to them, and that's actually who we used to get our mortgage. And we got into this program for first-time home buyers that had um, closing costs cut, or no, it was a no down payment. Um, Which you know is huge. Right. Him is ain't cheap. And the reason why that was so big, and also God kind of used NACA in a way too, because essentially the program that we were accepted into with this bank is essentially a NACA program. Um, it's not a NACA program. It's not, but clear. it was very, it was very similar benefits because NACA is no closing costs, no down payment, yeah. lower interest rate, 
this had a lower interest rate. It had a down payment cover, uh, no down payment required. And Emily, our real estate agent, had told us, because again, I mentioned she's a believer. And she had kind of, we were very open with her. And she was very aware of like our apprehensions. Because again, we were like, oh, we got to get this house. We were just kind of like, oh, Lord, like you know, we were taking steps, but at any point we were praying throughout the entire time. Like, Lord, this is not, you shut it down and let them not accept our offer. I live in that tiny apartment. For the rest yeah. Of my life, that's your will. Yeah. Like we, God, we were praying like the praise of Moses, like, Lord, we're not going to go. If you don't go with us, we don't want to move into that house. We don't move into any house. If we don't have your presence and we don't have your favor. And that was what our prayer was for this house. Like we left the house. It was a nice house whatever great but at the same time our hands were up our hands were open we were starting we were not like we ha- it has to be it or else god is not for us um so again we were very transparent with her about that and she was she was aware and she had sent us a super nice text one day in the middle when we were under contract just saying like hey i know that you guys are kind of like apprehensive about a lot of things and i'm sure a lot of people feel that way whether you're a believer or not when you're purchasing a house because it's such a big purchase. Um, and she had said, like, you know, the fact that you guys found this program and that we're accepted into it, um, she was like, that type of financing is not normal with the no down payment and with the interest rate that you got. Um, you know, finding a single family home at this price and this location um, that's been recently renovated, like, you know, you're not going to beat it. A lot of people are paying this amount for townhouses and don't have yards and don't have, you know, you know, in this great neighborhood. So she sent us this text basically highlighting all the ways that God has been. Don't back out, dummy. (laughs) Basically all the ways that God has been showing up in our situation. And one thing that I learned from this whole housing thing that really was highlighted to me was having peace from God and having God's peace in your decision making does not is not the same as being comfortable. I was not comfortable with us going under contract. I was sweating. I was like, what happens if you know what happens if if we lose our jobs again? What happens um you know with this or with that? What happens when student loan payments kick back in? What happens, you know, because we had a very nice cushion in our in our monthly budget. Yeah, that was something else we didn't say is that one of the reasons it was hard to move just to a bigger apartment because some of y'all are probably like, why don't you just move to a bigger apartment? Our rent was so cheap yeah. and made us not want to move because we did have that extra cushion that was nice to have. Right, because our you know that was one of the blessings. You know, at the time our rent when we, took, we shared with you guys when we first got married, the rent was tight, but our our income increased by like two or three times amount since we had gotten married, but our rent didn't. So our rent was like one of our lowest, you know, bills. It was really, and we had been grandfathered in, you know, we looked at the rent prices online for our apartment. And if we tried to move in there in 2023, we would have been like eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars more than what we were paying. So that was another reason why it was hard for us to leave our apartment because the rent was so low. The leasing agent even said that yes. at the apartment. Yeah. She was like, cause we, that was one of the times where, we were taking too long to renew. Uh, so I had to go in there and, you know, talk to them, say, hey, can you just let us stay here, even though we're past the renewal point or whatever. And God was kind enough to let us be able to get that. Yeah. But she was like, this how much you paying? She was looking at the price. She was like, I'd never leave here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I rebuked that Satan. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't and that's, I mean, that's just kind of reflective of the housing market. Like people who bought homes before 2020, their rent and their or their mortgage is a lot lower than people, you know, just historically or data-wise than people who bought houses recently. Um, but yeah, that's the other thing about it. So that's why I was like, I'm cool staying in this apartment because we got all this extra money. Like, you know, we can do this, we can do that. You know, God forbid, you know, 
times get hard again, and that's, we're cool. And that's still on the one income. Was Pauline mentioned that? Yeah. Uh, he wanted her to stay home, so we felt like we should take the next step, put an offer on the home. We get approved for the offer. Okay, it was accepted. Uh, it was accepted. We get approved for all the financing stuff, which, again, it's this whole thing. podcast, we're trying to give glory to God. Like, the fact that God blessed me and put me in a position for somebody who, when I got saved, I had no direction. I had no idea of what God wanted me to do. When I graduated college, I still wasn't sure what type of career field I was going to be in. God blessed me to move into a career field that I wasn't thinking about, that I'm still in, that has allowed me to be able to make enough money where I can buy a home and I can provide for my family. So for all the men listening who are not sure or are saying that they want to be financially ready before they get married. Hello. I don't know if that's the right heart. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the sense that it's not the right heart to want to provide for your family. Absolutely. But the better heart is, Lord, what's your will for me right now? And I trust that you're going to provide for me as as I continue. Because... Every major life event, God has increased us yeah. financially. So we got married, God increased us. We had our first child, God increased our income. We had our second child, God increased our income again. We moved to a house, God increased our income. Like God yeah. has always blessed us as he's moved us to the next step. But again, it's him. It's not us. We're not in here doing our own will. If I go out and buy a G-Wagon tomorrow, I'm not saying God's going to increase my income. Because he didn't tell me to do that. So today, you just want to be you just want to be mindful of that. It just reminds me of the Lord's Prayer um, that says, "Give us this day our daily bread." And so much, I am this person as well, where it's like, God, I want money for ten years from now. You know, and obviously it's smart to save and invest and plan for your future. But a lot of times, we we feel or at least I'll speak for myself, I want God to provide for things that haven't even happened yet. And God, a lot of times, will provide as we need it, our daily bread. Um, It's kind of a balance in this beautiful dance of trust. Because if you had all the money you ever needed, if you had $20 million in your bank account right now, you would not never trust God for anything financially. And people don't talk about this enough. We're like, you know, we're just talking about paying off debt and saving for our future and get your three to six months, you know, emergency fund saved. And you should do all those things. But also what happens when you get to that point and you have your emergency fund stocked and you have your, you know, whatever that is for you, whether it's 30, 60, $90,000 saved in your bank account and God tells you to give it all away. At the end of the day, are you a slave to or is money in your bank account your master or is it Jesus? Because that's what the thing is, you know, with us, with this testimony of this house, is it's not really about like, oh, okay, you know, you have this nice house, good for you, and you still live in an apartment. It's more about like the, the way that God has grown our faith through this process, because it wouldn't have taken faith for us to stay in that apartment, if we're being honest. That's, and that was the smart thing to do. That was the financially responsible and the mathematic thing to do would have been to stay in that apartment and get the most yeah. amount of disposable income that you possibly can. If you keep your rent low, keep your bills low, all of that, absolutely. But also, at the end of the day, if God is telling us to take this step, and we took that leap, and then he filled the gaps. And that's the thing as a Christian, that's the tension that you got to yeah. live with, is we do need to be practical. God does call us to know the state of our flocks. Like, yeah. That is a part of the word. But also, and this is the verse that God gave me, one of them, as I was waiting for this home that I believe God said he was going to bless us with, <laughs> Hebrews eleven six. you probably know it, and it is impossible to please God yeah. without faith. You probably know that part. But the same verse, it's not even the next verse, the same verse, 
says, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's all the same verse. It's impossible to please God without faith and he will reward you if you sincerely seek him. And I think a lot of times we know that it takes faith to have a relationship with God, but we don't know that God wants to bless us if we have a relationship with him. And we don't have a relationship with God so that he can bless us. It's just a byproduct of who he is. And I just want to make sure that whoever is really believing God for something right now, that you know that God sees you, that he loves you, and that he wants to bless you. Like, even if it doesn't look like that right now. Now, if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're half-hearted, you're lukewarm, you're not really pursuing God, I can't speak to that. But I do know, like the word says, if you sincerely seek him, he will reward you. Yeah. Like, at some point, we got to believe the word. Like, we can't just repeat the word. We got to believe, God, this is what your word said. I want to taste and see. Right. I want to see your word lived out. And sometimes we got to take this to God and go into our quiet time and be like, Lord, I'm sincerely seeking you. Why do I feel like you haven't done these certain things in my life? And allow him to speak back to you because he will. Yeah. So that's so good because I think too, you know, when it comes, faith is such like an interesting concept because we say, oh, like I have faith for this. I believe that God will do X, Y, and Z in my life. And a lot of times, you know, we feel like there's a difference between faith and need. So if you have a need, I don't have any money in my bank account, God, you know, will you provide? And a lot of times, you know, God doesn't always respond to need. He responds to faith. Oh, I need this. I need that. I need a man. I need a dress. I need a job, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if we have faith, like God, I believe that you can do this. God will respond to that. But the beauty is that need can produce faith. It's not just about God. I need this. I have lack in this area. You know, you should fill this lack. You should fill this. But it's a matter, it seems like the woman of the story um, with the empty jars and filling them with oil and how like as many jars as you have is this how much oil will, will fill up for you. So if you have a lack, you know, in your life, if you're like, God, I need a house. I'm believing for a house. Because that's kind of what I struggle with. It's like, well, we have a family. We have a kid. We have another one on the way. We can't, you know, we don't really have a lot of space. And we we would always talk about that. And Tim's like, hey, you know, he lived in an apartment for a, a, a period of time when he was growing up. I didn't. You know, we had, there's families in our apartment complex, you know, who have two, three, four kids. I don't know. I don't know how they set it up. But people are doing it all over the world. And Tim's like, we can do it too if that's what God has for us. So that's what I struggled with was like, okay, God, we need a house because we have a family, because we have children. And it wasn't really a matter of need. It was a matter of faith that I needed to build in myself, like how how the verse um the verse says, and as as we sought God about this matter, it was more of like, God, we're taking this step of faith. We don't have to move out of this apartment. We really don't. We're not getting kicked out. We're not getting evicted. There wasn't a need that we needed God to fill. It was more of like, God, we know that you can do this. And it seems like you want to. Just like kind of the... What's we believe been, you spoke to us that yeah, you want to do it. Yeah, what's been going on? You're, you're changing circumstances. You're, you're responding in a circumstantial kind of way. Um, so we want to give you space to, to do what you want to do. Um, so I think that that's really, really, really big because a lot of times when we're believing God for things, we do focus on the need of like, oh, I want to have a family. That means I have to have a, a marriage. Um, 
you know, fill this gap. But God is like, but do you believe? Do you have faith for it? And let your need produce faith. Yeah. Yeah, we have. I want to wrap this up. Uh, so September was it nineteenth that we signed the lease on the apart on the house on to sign the mortgage or whatever it is. We signed we was it September nineteenth that we got the was keys? closing day. Was closing day? Was I it? don't anyway, know. At some point in September, twenty twenty three, we got it September thirtieth or twenty ninth. One of those days we actually 30th. moved in to this house. Oh, Sorry. So mid September we officially closed, closed yeah. on the house September twenty twenty three. And September thirtieth we actually moved in to the house in twenty twenty three. And it was just crazy because we moved into the house still scared. Like yeah. just because God calls you to something, like Pauline said, doesn't mean that you're not gonna be afraid of it because we moved to the house still in debt. We moved into the house with uh, still one income, but God provided. God blessed us to be able to have the money. Uh, one thing we didn't share was during that year, Pauline was blessed to have some partnerships uh, that brought on a large sum of money. I mean, we got a huge check. Yeah that... yeah, that God used to sustain us and help us. And we will share this in the God Did series, but all, a lot of the fears and worries that we had about being able to provide and pay for the mortgage, God has since answered or covered. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll share that later in the God Did series. But moral of the story, if God is asking you to do something, please do it. Yeah, and, I, and to your point about like being comfortable, like we mentioned there, the house isn't perfect and the process wasn't perfect even during... Um, being under contract, you know, all there are things that came up, and I, like I said, I was not comfortable, um, but I did have peace during the process, and I think that again, that just goes to not it's making decisions off of what you believe God said, what He said in His Word, and then also what He speaks to you, not based off of your feelings, um, and that was really, really, really big. And just throughout the whole process, I had this sense that God wanted us to be in this house. I didn't know why. I didn't understand. You know, I didn't have visions of like, oh, we're having parties here and this is that. And I saw our kids running around. It wasn't like that. It just was a sense that like God wants us in this house. And there was resistance from the enemy. There absolutely was. And you have to be able to discern that as well. Just because things are not easy, um, you know, easy process doesn't mean that it's not God. Because a lot of times the enemy is trying to deter you from God's best for you. Um, but I want to share that as well because I think that, you know, sometimes that can be confusing. Yeah, so... As we said from the beginning, we want to give God glory and we thank you. Yes, God, hallelujah. You blessed us thank to move this home. But for you, listening, watching, we know that you're believing God for something. Yeah. And we just want to encourage you that if he can do it for us, he can do it for you. If you will wait on the Lord and yeah. allow him to renew your strength, he can help you wait. And I'm telling you that whatever you're believing for, it'll be even better once you receive it yeah. than what you're conceiving in your mind right now because he does greater than we ask think or imagine and that may be why it's taking so long because whatever you asking or thinking the level god's taking you to it's way beyond that it takes some time for that to bake and cook so just at the end of the day trust god look back on your life and look at the things that god brought you through already and god has done yeah. for you already and allow that to also build your faith as you're waiting and we know that God is faithful to do what he says, that he's not a man that he should lie. And that as you continue to seek him, try to seek 
godly information that he will bless you and reward you. So we'll see y'all next week on the W Podcast. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel.